What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode number 229 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you very much for tuning in, downloading, listening in, however you're doing it. I do appreciate y'all. This week, we catch up with friend of the show and one of our valuable supporters by way of his advertising dollars, Peter Sikuski from Pitt County Barbecue in Edmonton. Peter has had quite the busy year, including cooking at some big events, hosting a series of live fire dinners, and traveling down to North Carolina with the opportunity to work a shift at the legendary Skylight Inn. We had a great chat catching up and seeing what he has been up to and what is coming down the pipeline for the Pitt County. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any picture you don't want out there. Your secret is safe with them. Visit MotleyQ.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all the details. Hey everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the podcast and uh, welcoming back a friend of the show, a uh, supporter of the show, uh, my good friend Peter Zakuski, Pitt County Barbecue up in Edmonton. Thought it was about time to uh, do a little catch up with Peter. So here he is. Uh, Peter, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for uh, joining me and jumping in here. Uh, Somewhat short notice. I guess we've been talking about doing a little catch up episode, but uh, appreciate you jumping on short notice. So, as I know you're aware, generally right at the beginning, I'll ask everybody what barbecue means to you, but we've done that with you. So, I'm going to ask uh, changing up a little uh, over the last couple of years with everything you've been doing in the barbecue world. Uh, how has that changed for you? What, uh, what barbecue means to you over the last couple of years? It's, um, it's become more of a focal point on the community, which it always has been, but um, as time has gone on and learning more about what Canadian barbecue is, and for me, Canadian barbecue, large in part, is competition barbecue, learning more about that mm-hmm. and the community behind that. And really, whether it's online or at competitions or at a restaurant or at a backyard, it's, it's really about the community. So I'm happy to say that that's still what it's, it's staying strong. Excellent. Love it. Uh, maybe a little quick, uh, reminder for folks about, uh, what you're doing there and, uh, your background, all the rest of it. You're in Edmonton there. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, specializing in North Carolina whole hog barbecue. Um, So what that means is uh, we cook the entire hog, we pull it. uh, After we pull it, we chop it. We add a 
Um, sorry, you can hear my dog in the background. Yeah, no worries. Mine will probably after, chime in at some point tonight, so no worries. After, um, yeah, after we pull it, we chop it, then we add a vinegar sauce, which is very traditional to North mm-hmm. Carolina. So it's really nice to share the spectacle and uh, heritage of what is happening yep. down in the South, um, up North with our own little twist on it. Right. So we do catering for large and small events and, uh, We've done some live fire stuff, especially over this last summer, yeah. and we're excited to see where everything kind of goes from here. Awesome. And then uh, you've, uh, well, you've had a few of these trips, but uh, a recent trip down to North Carolina where you had uh, kind of a pretty cool experience. So maybe uh, chat about some of your recent trips and that uh, that experience. Yeah, the, um, the last trip that I went, I went down for two weeks again. Um, I always like trying to go for at least a week mm-hmm. every year and um, through one of my friends down there, Michael Lynchworth, uh, he helped hook up uh, working at Skylight Inn um, for a day, which was the place that kind of started all of this for me. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Kind of talk about what that, uh, what that experience was like. Uh, it it was incredible. Yep. I still have a hard time believing that it actually happened. Yep. Um, I can still remember the first time I ate there. And, yeah, to be able to go back and actually be seen as somebody relatively knowing what they're doing right. is um, pretty impactful. But to see the history and tradition in a place like that that's been open for 75 years is, yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And for folks that aren't familiar, uh, Skylight Inn, uh, Aiden, North Carolina, in Pitt County, which is where the name of Peter's uh, business comes from, um, just kind of one of the uh, the legendary uh, whole hog barbecue spots down in North Carolina. Uh, Sam Jones is the, I think, fourth generation uh, I was lucky enough to have him on the podcast earlier this year. Uh, he's got, he's still there, I guess, but has his own thing going as well. Uh, so yeah, um, definitely a, uh, you know, one of those legendary spots, as you said. Yeah. And it's, it, it's cool to see that again, going back to earlier, um, the community aspect of it, of like Sam being the fourth generation pit master, him and Michael having Sam Jones barbecue, yeah. um, the biggest, I think, barbecue restaurant or that type of thing in North Carolina. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Definitely. Um, they're doing great things. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool to see the community between the new and the old mm. and the development of the industry in, in North Carolina. Yep. Um, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, with Skylight Inn, kind of keeping the very traditional menu. Um, and then with Sam Jones barbecue with him and Michael, they're, you know, doing some different things, right? So he's kind of got that outlet to try some different stuff and then keeping the traditional, uh, menu at Skylight Inn, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really tough balance. Um, I've talked to Michael about it quite a bit, especially trying to find a way for myself up in Canadian barbecue is just how do you uphold tradition? How do you bring new things in? Um, and again, like I highly specialize in North Carolina style barbecue. So for me to differentiate into brisket, for example, 
just seems like such a an odd thing to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in order to be a person in barbecue, you need to know so many different things. So it's yes. how do you incorporate those other things into a menu that's in theory authentic and rigid yeah we don't have that say north carolina tradition here where you go there and barbecue is 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 pork right Uh, yeah we don't have that here so uh like you say up here for barbecue it encompasses a number of different things especially if you're looking into the competition side of things and whatnot right so oh yeah definitely yeah uh, what did they? What were you able to do while you were working the the shift there? What did they have you have you doing? Uh, I was able to start kind of from the bottom to to the top per se. Okay. Always a little apprehensive to be in a place like that. Sure. Um, don't don't want to screw something up, right? Yeah, don't want to screw <laughs> something up. Pretty intimidated. Yeah. Um, there's also a mix of new BQ grills as well as the old brick pits. Okay, yeah. Um, so it is going all the way back to like picking up wood and learning what they are looking for in a piece of wood, right? Um, to bring back into the smokehouse, mm-hmm. um, and then doing that. As silly as it sounds, like how and where to throw the wood onto the fire. Right. Um, and, and I say silly that as that sounds because you would think that's normal, but the fire box is literally the size of a double-wide refrigerator. Okay, yeah. Um, so you can see I posted a picture online. I'm standing by it. I'm 6'2". The thing is yeah. ginormous. Yep. So it's really like where you're throwing an entire literal log mm-hmm. the size of your quad onto this thing. It was phenomenal. So how to like learn how to stoke their fire and build their coals yeah. um, all the way down to how to take those coals to the um, old brick pits uh, and how to utilize that, their techniques for that, as well as how to utilize the new BQ grills mm-hmm. and how to sear the skin, which is famous at skylight and the, uh, yeah, thinking back about it now, I think I learned a lot more than I thought I learned. Yep, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, over time, those uh, those things will just kind of sink in, right? Yeah, no, definitely yeah. is uh, very humbling. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that trip, any other uh, joints you're able to visit down there? Uh, quite a few this time. I did kind of my greatest hits. Yep. Um, so my and a few new ones. Um. But my greatest hits are always Sam Jones, Skylight Inn, uh, Grady's or Grady's, depending yeah. on how you say it. Yeah. Um, I went to Wilbur's again. Uh, one of my favorite places, honestly, in North Carolina um, consistently is Prime Barbecue with okay, uh, yeah. Chris Pareto. Chris Pareto, yeah. It is just too good. Yeah. Like it, it's one of those places and I don't want to be biased, but you just go there and like the, he's bringing new school barbecue Mm -hmm. to North Carolina, which means he's bringing Texas style barbecue to North Carolina. Um, and from hospitality to execution of product, he's just killing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's an interesting fellow. I heard him on a on another podcast just recently, and uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy and definitely dedicated to the craft. So. Oh, definitely. And um, outside of there for newer barbecue in North Carolina, uh, Lawrence Barbecue's really good. Yep. Uh, personally, I haven't been to John G's, but I've heard phenomenal things about it. Yep. Um, but. Personally, if I'm going old school, I'm going Skylight. If I'm going new school, I'm going Prime. Yeah, nice. Have you, on any of your trips, kind of got out of North Carolina into South Carolina at all? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, one of the first times I went down, I went down to South Carolina. So I did Rodney Scott's. Right. Um, did a few lesser known, non-mentionable places. Yeah, I got gotcha. um, and then did um, some older restaurants at Sean Brock's down there, which is kind of like fancier food. Okay. Um, but went there, went down to uh, Alabama. One of the last times I was in Nashville. Okay. Yep. And um, yeah, Texas a few times, but always like focusing on North Carolina. For sure. Yeah. Have you had the chance uh, in South Carolina to get to the original Scots in Hemingway? Not yet. Nope. Um, it's something where I'm so obsessive and this was supposed to be a break and a vacation of a trip yep. that I was sitting on the coast and was looking at the drive time and round time. And I was just like, okay, do I, do I do it? Yeah. Do I really do it? Like yeah. I want to do it. I can do it. I know I can. But uh, I force myself to take some take air. a breath yeah. and uh, yeah, just enjoy where I was. Yep. Now I'm trying to think uh, of the place, and it's it's escaping me. Uh, it's uh, I believe I'm sure it's in North Carolina, and uh, the guys from the Tales from the Pit uh, podcast. I don't know if you listen to them at all. Um, they're talking about the rib cut. Are you familiar with that? The rib. Yeah, it's cut. A, it's it's a place. Uh, one of the barber. It's a whole hog place. And they will cut basically a chunk skin, you know, at the ribs, so the belly meat. And they'll kind of just cut a chunk out and serve you that, and they call it the rib cut. So you're yeah, getting, yeah, you're getting the skin, uh, the pork belly, uh, and the meat in there, and everything. It's uh, they, they talk about just how wonderful a little treat that is. And obviously, with each pig, there's only so many of those they can uh, they can do. So that's that's the the problem is it's one of my favorite cuts or one of my favorite pieces of cooked yeah. hog yeah. is the belly. I call it meat floss. You can just yeah. like pull strand by strand, but yeah, like going up to the ribs, that's also my favorite treat for people. Yep. So when they turn out really, really well, you can pull the viscerals off and you pull that entire rack out, right. but the meat falls off. So you incorporate that into the pole. Yeah. Um, but that seasoned smoky visceral yeah. and with a little bit of meat on it, you just hand it to, yeah. uh, hand it to people and it's like kids yeah. uh, getting candy. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, this past summer had a, a barbecue here at the house and cooked my first whole hog and you were, uh, a big help in that and walking me through a lot of things with that. And just kind of in the excitement of it all, that's one thing I didn't pay attention to as, as I was pulling was kind of the different areas and the different, uh, the different types of meat that you're getting in that, in that hog, right? I just kind of got, uh, you know, I had a 
backyard full of people ready to eat, and I was just kind of grabbing what I could and cutting it up for everybody. So I'm, next time, for sure, I want to make sure I'm paying attention to the belly meat and the loin and everything else, right? So it's uh, I guess with, yeah, no. with experience, you'll kind of get uh, get used to that. So yeah, it's the the fun part about it. It's mm-hmm. almost like reverse butchery, where yeah, you get to see kind of all the all the other parts and again the fact that like theoretically that is bacon so you know it's bacon but then you can cook it to a point where you can pull these 18 inch single muscle fiber strands out of it is just it's crazy yeah that's awesome (laughs) and once again thank you for all your help with that uh the 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 pig turned out wonderful so it was uh much appreciated so yeah no it looked great i'm i'm always open to help um one of my buddies down in Texas is doing a whole hog cook, uh, David Dan barbecue. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, been asking lots of questions and I've been helping him out, but it's, I love it. Yeah. If you have like any questions, big or small, yeah. even if you want to do cinder blocks or, or whatnot, definitely reach out. And hopefully this week we'll have little Bertha, yeah. which is my smaller pig cooker. Um, and I designed that one so it can fit through a three foot door or nice. gate. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason behind that is a few years ago, we got asked to cook a pig on top of an apartment building mm. in Edmonton. The weight wasn't an issue, but the thing wouldn't fit in the elevator. Right. Right. And I realized there as silly as it sounds that, I'm limiting my accessibility for sure. jobs and experiences without having it be that small. So yeah. now I can bring it into a person's backyard instead of being on their driveway. I can move it around and yeah. really make a personal world. But this is also something that finally can be financially um, accessible right. for somebody wanting to get into this. Well, we'll get, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, you, you've had a busy, you know, let's call it the last 12 months or so. Uh, uh, one of the big things was an appearance on the Firemasters show. So uh, maybe chat about that experience a little bit. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big competitive person. I'm, I'm very self-competitive. Right. Um, so I never really thought that I'd be competing on a food show or mm-hmm. really any sort of yep. <laughs> competition, yep. but, uh, a friend referred me and they liked the casting calls and I got on and I impressed myself for what I could do. And it was a great experience. And, yep. um, I got to share that experience with uh, Janice from yep. Smellicue, which yep. was really, really cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to see two uh, two Alberta friends of mine on the show on a single episode, so that was pretty neat. Well, and, and that's what I loved about it is yeah. the, um, the inside baseball a bit, but like when I got uh, voted off, they mm-hmm. asked me like why I looked so happy. And I was just like, well, because if it's not me, then it's somebody else from Alberta moving forward. So it was just such a, like a proud moment for barbecue and Alberta barbecue, especially you have two people like that on the show and they do as well as they did, especially who she beat and is incredible. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she does some, uh, just, she's, she's just a great, uh, all around cook. 
Uh, oh, definitely. Not not just barbecue, but she's able to, uh, you know, take those skills and uh, transfer them around. So. Oh, fantastically! Uh, she's she's great. Yeah, awesome, and and just a super ambassador, as you say, for Alberta barbecue and Canadian barbecue. So. Oh, definitely Canadian barbecue. I mean, yeah. she's the current Canadian barbecue society president yep. as well. Yeah. So focusing on on that and yeah. on a side note, want to give a a little congratulations to Arrowhead North for being yes. this year's grand champion. Yeah, they had a fantastic year. Yeah, I had, so, to, had, to, we, had to tell them to stay in Saskatchewan at one point. I you know, quit. So <laughs> <laughs> selfishly, as a competitor, fellow competitor, you know. <laughs> well, you did. You guys did pretty we, uh, we pretty well good, this yeah, year too. Yeah, we had a good year. We had a good year. So uh, we're uh, still growing as a team and figuring it out. So it's all good. Now, uh, yeah, That's Scott and Gisella, they had a wonderful year. So and then uh, you were down in Calgary. We talked to you down there, Brewery and the Beast. Uh, quite an experience there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that was really, really good. I'm excited to go back. They were really happy with um, how Pitt County did down there. Yep. So it's it's nice to be able to talk about going going next year already. But mm-hmm. now, like my mind is just racing with what I can do, yeah. what I want to bring. Um, yeah, I've got so many ideas yep. for going back that is just going to be so much more fun how many people do you figure you served uh over the few hours there mm, at least 600 yeah we were told to prep for 600 plus yep. and we prepped for more because it was our first time sure. and i would say like at least yeah we had we were lucky to have a line the entire time and whether or not that was the food, which I'd like to hope that it sure. is, or yeah. the uh, the pit out in front. Yeah, but, a little spectacle. Uh, we, yeah, seemed to have a, a good amount of people throughout the entire thing. So it was it was nice, yeah. nice, like very unexpected. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing I like about that event is just all the different uh, setups and the different things people are cooking on. It's not just a standard uh, grill or uh, you know flat top or something uh, you get some pretty cool setups there including yours with the uh, the cinder blocks and everything so yeah no that that's what makes it fun it's a a great event and lots of people and it was nice to see that event come back and it, it expand over western canada so yeah. i'm looking forward to to going back this yeah. year yeah. and talk, talking about the cinder blocks there's a a house not far from mine i walk by it with the dog most days and they've most of the summer, they've had this big pile of cinder blocks out in the driveway. I think they must have done some yard re- renovations in the backyard, and not sure what they're doing with them. But I've been tempted to go knock on the door and see what they're uh, see if I can take them away for them from them. Get them, get them for fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I just take get them off his driveway, his wife will be happy or something. So it, uh, you never know. I mean, but, it they they work out in lots of avenues. Yeah. We used them a lot this summer too yeah. at the the barn. Yep. So it's it's good heat shield. Yes, if I if I had the space for it, the otherwise though I think my wife would be not terribly happy if I brought those home. So <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. are quite cumbersome. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you mentioned the big red barn, uh, that was the the farm to flame uh, dinner series. Uh, how many of those events did you put on over the summer? We did seven of those seven. events. Yeah. Um, they contacted me last December uh, to help build a, a fire program out there for them 
Um, so we put it together. Um, I wanted to bring a higher level dining experience using live fire mm-hmm. to Alberta. Yep. Um, so we did seven dinners. Uh, we did some feature dinners, which um, one of them I would like to thank you for because you introduced me to them, uh, A Farms. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, so I've done a few things with uh, the farm now, but you were the person to bring that onto my radar. Oh, so thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. And um, so we did a dinner with Christine and um, – her farm mm-hmm. and we had her son who yeah. actually grew the chickens for us. Awesome. Um, we had 15 chickens yep. that uh, we had grown for the program. Yep. Um, they came out, we did an entire dinner focused around chicken mm-hmm. that went really well. Uh, we had Janice come out and we did a collaborative fire masters dinner Um and we did, um, again, fifth gen, right. Uh, Kristen, Kristen came, yeah. came out and did a, uh, focused dinner on her produce, mm-hmm. uh, with Riley from Smokey Bear. So it was a really good summer. Yeah. Uh, it went really well. It was nice to be able to execute the vision that I had and yeah, I'm looking forward to developing the concept and, and, um, moving forward yeah and that uh kind of leads into the the pitt county metalworks where you've kind of started uh developing some different cooking apparatuses right yeah yeah so the last spring developed uh formally it's been a few years but finally was able to uh proceed with it um so develop pitt county metalworks and that really started when I built my first cooker. Right. And then the idea was to expand on it, um, to really just build something locally. Yeah. Um, for something that we don't have. Mm-hmm. I wanted to build pig cookers. I wanted to build other styles of cookers. Um, cause really when you're looking at fabrication, in Canada or North America, a lot of it's in the States. Yep. So I wanted to try and do what someone like mill scale started yeah. doing where they're just like a few guys in a place trying to build cool grills for people who want to use them. Yeah. And you're doing, you know, the pig cookers as well, but you're doing some different stuff. Uh, Kind of reminded me some of the kind of Argentine uh, asado type cooking uh, apparatuses, right? Yeah, and 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 that's also a fun part of it. So the uh, at the old red barn, we had the what I call the version ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so from scratch to finish, um, designed those, had them built mm-hmm. locally, and we used them at the barn. They're called the version ones, not because they aren't great, but they're the first sure. anything. Yep. Um, you learn from that. Yeah. It was really, really nice. Um, now they have those. I'm like sentimental being like, no, <laughs> um, but I'm happy they have them. Cause it's, it's, it, it's such a cool, interesting thing to have. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we, we wanted to 
I wanted to bring a lot more live fire design on a bigger scale yep. to Alberta. So I looked at what you're looking at in a sake of like a Santa Maria and an Infernillo yep. and an Iron, Iron Cross and a Choppa yep. and a, a bunch of other things that you don't really see here. Not so much, no. Not so much. Um, and I mean realistically they're not overly accessible this day and age so i wanted to try and find a way to make these things uh, accessible um at, at a price point value being somebody that can help get this out there yeah it's 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 hard when you have an idea and you're not somebody that can weld or you don't know a fabrication shop yeah so it's just trying to find Connect people. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's trying to build that community. Yep. When we return, Peter and I get into his two new offshoot businesses, Pitt County Metalworks and Pitt County Fireworks. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by none other than Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakiewski. Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter was on this past season of Fire Masters on the Food Network and is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. This past summer, Peter hosted a farm-to-flame dinner series at the Old Red Barn outside of Leduc. The dinners featured guest chefs and several live fire cooking apparatuses designed and built through Pitt County Metalworks and provided an elevated live fire dining experience for their guests. Follow Pitt County Barbecue on Instagram and Facebook to check out photos from the dinners. And to book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T-C-O-U-N-T-Y-B-B-Q.com. So I know you've got a bit of a kind of a construction background yourself. Are you doing some of the, the welding work and stuff, or is it, are you getting somebody to do all of that for you? I personally would love to to be able to do some of the welding work. Um, I, I don't trust my beads enough. Gotcha. Um, and it's a matter of time for lack of better. Um, so my, my free time, but also the time of these shops, like Mm. the nice thing about these shops is they are doing these projects the other thing is they are also kind of passion projects for them where they're doing large 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 scale projects yeah and i'm lucky enough to know people who are running it or whatnot that will actually take the chance to do these things sure yep um so it's it's not none of it's easy i wish I could actually be able to do more of the work myself. But again, when you're building a pig hooker, that's three feet by four and a half feet, you need huge metal breakers. Yeah. Yeah. So you need like some serious shops to be able to do these kind of things. So I'm, I'm lucky to have the the connections. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, the pig cookers. You've got the, the big one that you've been using and you mentioned little Bertha coming out, uh, kind of your own design talk about that a bit 
Yeah, so I I have currently what I call Big Bertha. Yep. Uh, I got real original there. <laughs> and then I have Little Bertha on the way. Um, so the reason that I built these um, is when I started, I was using cinder blocks, yeah. 60 plus cinder blocks time, picking them up on the side of the garage, moving them into the truck, moving them to the location, setting them up, cooking the pig, breaking down the pig and reverse. Yeah. And I realized that if I wanted to share what I was doing with more people, I needed to find a more accessible way of yeah. doing it. Yep. Um, so I originally looked at uh, BQ, which is the gold standard for pig cookers. Yep. Um, and at the time, it was financially unfeasible mm-hmm. um, for the price that they quoted not to any fault of their own because of duty shipping and everything else. I figured out that I could potentially design my own. Yeah. Um, so I took the dimensions of my cinder block pit and the aesthetics of a North Carolina style pit Mm -hmm. and merged them. And then over the start of COVID, uh, went back and forth with this fab shop Mm -hmm. to design and build big Bertha. Yep which is four feet by five feet cooking surface. Yep. Um, I've cooked three pigs um, on there before, okay. uh, smaller pigs yep. due to time constraints for um, a corporate gig that I did. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me there overnight, so I had to cook smaller pigs, but I did three pigs on that. I've done multiple chicken wings yeah, no, uh, no. to the point of like 300 plus <laughs> yep. chicken wings on there. Like just, just so, so many things. Yeah. Um, but the, that got me very, very far. It's also 800 pounds. So it's pretty hard on my body. Yeah. Um, so for the longest time I've wanted a smaller one, um, mainly again, because I, I want to do this to share mm-hmm. and interact with people. Yep. So if I'm on somebody's driveway and the party's in the backyard, yeah, it's not a fear of missing out. It's a fear of them missing out yeah. of the importance of mm-hmm. kind of what's happening. Well, the, yeah, they, they miss out on the spectacle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and I, I don't get to you share why I love this. I don't get to share why it's important. Yeah. Um, so if I can find a way to maneuver that into that backyard yeah. and allow people to talk more and allow people to engage more, yeah. um, it just, it helps the industry. Yeah. Well, and we all know people, it, it's something that, you know, any sort of a smoker, cooker like yours, uh, a live fire, people are going to gather around it, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, it, doesn't matter if you have like a pellet smoker or a cooker like mine or a fire pit or one of my buddies, um, Jordan three fences barbecue has this little, uh, little brisket smoker that he built. And it it like, it makes some of the best brisket I've had in a long time. And it's just, you gotta do, you gotta have those things in your area, whether it's a barrel whether it's something you've made, whether it's something you've bought, yep. it's just spending that time focusing on 
something you love. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it gets people around you. So that's awesome. And then back to the community, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So talk about the, uh, what, what's special about the cooker? How does it make it, uh, easier on you? Obviously the, the transportability of it all, but, uh, is it a, do you have a charcoal pan underneath that comes out or how you, how's it all work? Yeah. So it's, uh, a glorified charcoal oven. Yep. Um, but really there is a, a coal pan that does slide out on either end, right. um, north or south. And that's where I can feed the coals properly. I can add to the coals, build the coal bed, however I need for whatever I'm doing. Right. Um, use my shovel and then I can slide it back in. Um, the nice thing about that too, is it keeps it contained Mm-hmm. Um, using coal and charcoal, whether it's, um, briquettes or lump, yep. uh, it keeps it all contained. So even I can seal it, um, for transport or right. just seal it after the fact. And yeah, yeah, the coal bed works really, really well. And then you're not having to kind of work around the, the pig to get the, add coals, right? No, and you'll see that in the in the south again a yeah. lot. Like, especially for um, the well places like Skylight and older places, they just use bar. Yeah, across whether it's um, yeah. it's it's never it doesn't seem to be rebar because there's too much flex. It's like a steel bar. Okay, um, but they'll put that across, and it uh, yeah, it allows them to work around a little bit yeah. more. Um, you may have seen for some of my pictures, you mm-hmm. can kind of spread the coals a little bit more so you don't have to feed underneath. Yeah. But, but, um, with the way that I do it, it allows the heat to maintain on top. So when I pull the coal tray out, it doesn't actually dissipate a lot of the heat. Right. So I can control my temperatures quite a bit more. Right. You're leaving the lid closed when you're doing that. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yep. And as far as the drippings, it's all being caught on that coal pan, right? So you're not making a mess of somebody's yard. Yeah, exactly. It it goes down into the coal pan. It goes down into the cooker. Yeah. Um, it's just like an offset cooker yep. where there shouldn't be anything left behind. Yeah. Um, the that's one big big thing about North Carolina barbecue is the fact that it trips down yeah and it hits those coals and it infuses comes, back comes back up and in the, in the state it, it's smoke. such an important important thing yep so awesome now it sounds like a sounds like a great you know unit all around just from uh e- easier on you uh cleanliness for the uh your customers and uh simplicity to use so it's a great idea well exactly and i'm i'm really excited for the new unit, I think yeah. it can al- allow more people to get into it. Hopefully, yeah. Um, and I mean, if if not, it just allows me to to do more of what I love. Yeah. So is that something with the you mentioned it earlier when you first talked about the little Bertha? Uh, you know, financially, is that something you're looking at marketing as a unit for folks to buy themselves? As long as it works. Yep. <laughs> <You'll>, uh, <laughs> that test it and, out first. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And, and that's the, the thing is I think I went through about four to five revisions yep. on 
big Bertha mm-hmm. to actually get it to a point where I'm happy. Right. Um, so I just, again, hope that like, if I'm happy, yeah. a customer would be happy. Yeah. Um, but I also know if I know how it works and I can instruct somebody sooner than later. Yeah. Awesome. In a positive way. Like yeah. I hope that the, I hope I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's just a smaller version though, right? Uh, yes, but it's not a exact. Okay. It's, it's not like we took the big one and shrink and shrunk it by 75%. Right. Um, it again had to, I was laying like tape out on a floor. Mm -hmm. I was making sure it was the right dimensions. I was making sure that again, like when I brought my cooker over there that we were emulating it as closely as possible, but also working within the new design and dimensions. Yep. It's, uh, I love it. Yeah. It's 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 super fun to figure out these problems, but there's a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, it'll be exciting to see that uh, with the little one. How big of a pig could somebody cook on that? I'm hoping comfortably an 85 pound pig. Okay, so unless yeah. Um. So for Canada, substantial. Yeah. For the States. Not so much, but yeah. not so much. No. Um, but again, when it comes down to the events that I tech, like typically do, it's 30 to 50 people event. So yeah. I'm doing a, a 50 to 75, 75 pound pig. Yeah. Um, and realistically, again, she's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yep. So there's, there's current, Yoder smokers and other smokers out there that'll, that'll do a Canadian pig per se. Yep. Um, but there's not a lot charcoal wise that can do this. So we'll see. And I mean, worst case scenario just allows me to do what I love doing. Yeah. Better. A little easier too. Yep. Yeah. The one I did was 30 pounds on the, on the, uh, my barrel boss Q drum. And it just, it just fits. So having that extra space would be nice. And, uh, you know, but even that 30 pound pig, uh, that was a lot of meat we got off of that. So, Oh, it, it, I usually comfortably, I say 30% yield. Yeah. So if you're at like a hundred pound pig, you get 30 pounds right. workable okay. meat, yep. give or take yeah. depends on how diligently you pull it apart. Um, and also the pig. Yeah. You never know fat to muscle, so sure. yep. it's uh, a comfortable number, and then I haven't really found it to be too, too off, and then usually do about half a pound or less a person, which is a considerable amount of meat. Yeah, and of course, you know, we had other stuff too, so it wasn't just the pig that we were eating, so yeah, you take all that into account, right? So. Awesome. And then, uh, the new venture, I guess, Pitt County fireworks, uh, pop-up series, uh, building off of the dinner series at the big red barn this summer. You're kind of starting that up, right? Yeah. So the Pitt County fireworks is again, just something that's been in the works for a long time. Yep. Um, Francis Wallman has been a huge influence on, my cooking, my philosophies, um, a lot of other 
fire cookery people. Um, to say live fire again means where you do are you using logs or using charcoal is lump charcoal live fire. It's, it's hard to know. So, yep. um, but it's it's really building on that on that love of just bringing something unique mm-hmm. and something different to the diner and again building on that spectacle um just like the pig cooker is Mm -hmm. but also the fact that you can take something so so simple like an oyster and just put it on the coals Mm -hmm. and let the shell pop take it off add some olive oil add some salt maybe add some zest Mm -hmm. and it's just phenomenal yeah so it's just a means of hopefully building um, building on what I've been doing, um, building on what I helped at the barn yep. create is just really trying to bring an experience and a dining experience to people um, using these Argentine and more South American style cooking yep. devices. Um, but it, it, it's really cool. I mean, we, we helped with a wedding this past summer with uh, uh, quite a few notable chefs in the city. Nice. And we even used the we used Big Bertha to do an entire side rack of pork and uh, a huge pork belly. Nice. So it's it's fun. It's more so figuring out moving forward the best places to do it, whether right. it's farms, whether it's in the city. Um, I've been in talks with the city of trying to figure out the best actions forward of how to have something like this at a local restaurant or a parking lot or wherever it might be. So, I mean, it's more so taking the design and the concept. Um, there's a company that we bought this little, Argentine mobile cooker from too. Okay. Um, to hopefully facilitate some more private chef style dinners. Nice. Um, so there's a company called Can K, um, which has some pretty affordable grills currently. Okay. Um, that I like the design of. We'll see how it comes. Um, could be great. Could not be, but. I'm hoping that it at least allows me to take kind of the concept that I developed and bring it more into people's homes. Yeah. Um, where again, instead of doing 30 to 50 person pig cook events, um, we'd be able to do 10 to 15 person more catered events. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, while we're doing the pig events, we can do, size and other things on that cooker yeah, as well. It, just, it opens up the options for you on the catering side, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's been, I'm not sure what it's like in, uh, Calgary, but again, somebody like brewing the beast mm-hmm. was able to figure it out. So yeah. if, if you're able to do those types of things, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I'm excited. We've, we've got a bunch of exciting things lined up. Um, one being a few Mm pop-ups moving forward into the new year, which, um, I won't, 
announce yet, nope. but um, a few good things. And again, we're working with a few different farmers to do more farm specific uh, fire yes. dinners. Yep. Um, so whether it's beef or whether it's pork or chicken to kind of really focus on, on those types of things. Yep. And, um, yeah, no, it, it should be a fun, fun year moving forward. Yeah. And you'll have, uh, we're, we're right in the middle of winter here now or getting it right into it. So you've got a few, uh, few months of cold and snow to do your planning, right? So. Yeah, exactly. And whether it's, yeah whether it's stuff for the community or stuff for uh, the company. Yeah. It's, it's all about growth. Absolutely. Are you still, uh, we mentioned the construction background, you're still doing that uh, in addition to all this, or are you kind of stepping away from that a little bit? Uh, it's a balance. It's about 50, yeah. 50 right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's at that again, kind of weird point where, mm-hmm. Um, conventionally it has been the thing, keeping the lights on, keeping the focus, um, now trying to, again, move more to this direction. Um, that that's a huge focus Mm -hmm. of this next year is really just trying to turn all of this into hopefully something sustainable. Um, you see somebody like, Jane and Calgary, or you see somebody um, like Toolshed with right. Notorious PIG, and yeah. it's the Calgary barbecue scene is very inspiring for Edmonton. Yep. Um, because, I mean, outside of just the fact that, like, simply it is. Yeah, the numbers. It's yeah. it's just the notion that again, like there are so many more barbecue places in Calgary than there are in Edmonton. Yeah. And that gives us a lot of reason to push and be better and need to be better. And it's, it's nice to have that encouragement. Mm -hmm. So it's just finding that like those, how can we build that here? Yeah. Why do you suppose there is such a difference in that, uh, just the numbers of the barbecue restaurants, Calgary compared to Edmonton? Any thoughts? I think if you go back in the history of um, Alberta dining, Mm -hmm. as silly as it sounds, um, like it's Cowtown. Yeah. So realistically whether it's a stampede whether it's ranching Mm -hmm. that style of eating and that style of cookery has should have a lot more prevalence in calgary than it does anywhere else in alberta Mm -hmm. um and as that transitions we still have that ranch around Mm -hmm. calgary that ranch lifestyle that that cattle everything else where not that we don't in edmonton but it's not as well established Mm -hmm. um for that type of a thing so when you move up north again like when you go from the south in america to Mm -hmm. canada yeah takes takes a while and then you move up and it takes a while so and again when you have somewhere that's been established by again the calgary olympics and 
a few other things, whether it's business in Calgary or not, the uh, population turnover yeah. is so much higher in, in Calgary, yes. whether it's travelers and whatnot. So mm-hmm. people, especially again, oil and gas, you go down to Texas yeah. and then you come back and you want, you want something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I've, I, I've wondered because I've always thought of uh, Edmonton as being a little bit more of the blue collar. Uh, you know, when you mentioned the oil and gas business, somebody somebody mentioned said once uh, shortly after I'd moved out here from Winnipeg that you know Calgary's the head office is where the decisions are made, but Edmonton's where the work gets done. Um, so I think of barbecue as more of a blue collar. So it's a little surprising that. Uh, there isn't a little bit more up there. So, but yeah, we're, we're trying makes, Oh, absolutely. No, I got you, man. I, I'm, I'm supporting it, but uh, yeah, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's a noticeable difference. It's the, it was interesting to hear your thoughts on that. So, uh, you, you speaking of restaurants, uh, something you've mentioned and we've talked about a little bit, uh, smoky bear, uh, they're doing some pretty cool stuff there. Fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I love what they're doing there. There are few and far between places in the city um, actually using live fire or charcoal in their cooking. Um, My favorite two places, again, are are Bira and Smokey Bear, but Smokey Bear really focuses on the fire. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much, again, everything that is serve to you at least one, if not more elements in that dish have been cooked over the fire. Um, To be able to have a place like that in Edmonton, even Alberta, Western Canada. um, I mean, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But for me, when you're looking at people um, like Lennox Hasty at Fire Door, And um, a lot of other live fire people around the world, Mm -hmm. um, the consistency and creativity out of that restaurant is phenomenal. And it's, it's kind of a higher end dining, right? I've looked at their website and stuff. I haven't had the chance to get there, but. It is higher end dining. Um, Price point can definitely seem to be, um, a little deterring mm-hmm. what I would suggest is if you can afford it to save a little bit yeah. and go for the chef menu. Yep. Um, best bang for your buck. You get some amazing dishes. I think it's currently standing at $95, yep. which I understand is say, yeah. quite, quite yeah. a hefty bill, but, if you go to somewhere like Earl's, if you go to somewhere like Cactus Club, you get a few drinks, you get an appetizer, you get a main, you get a dessert. You're up there. Yep. You're up there. And I'm not pushing the support local, but and it's just but, hey, support. Support local. Yeah. Earl's is local too. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you, yeah. But you're, it's a different experience, right? You have to, it, you have to factor it, that into the cost. Yeah. It's, it's, it's willing it's a place I would say that's willing to take the chance on if you're yeah. willing to spend the money. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, anything else coming up down the road you want to mention before we uh, wrap it up here? 
I'm pretty excited for uh, a few things. Uh, the one thing that I think we can mutually be excited about talking about is embers and ice. Right. Uh, so Porkapalooza, or yes. would you like to talk about that? No, I, I you might know more no, than I, 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 I know very little about it. And I know they were looking at a name change. So I must, I did see that. I'm assuming that's the new, uh, the new name, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Porkapalooza has been changed or the name has been changed into Embers and Ice. Right. Uh, um, which so far is the same format. Uh, just different, a little bit better um, in the sake of trying to expand what has been done. Um, so Embers and Ice is the new Porkapalooza, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yep. And I will be working with them, which I'm really excited about, oh, to do about a thousand sandwiches oh, awesome. to all the attendees. Excellent. Vend- so, vending there or just handing out or what's the, what's the idea? Nope. Just, just, uh, promoting, okay. promoting the industry, prom- promoting the festival. Yep. Um, they'll just be samples for whoever would like. Nice. Um, but, but it's really just the partnership in developing the, uh, again, the community between yep. realizing that the competition side and every other side of barbecue can really just come together and build a better industry for for everybody. So I'm I'm excited that it, it'll be. Uh, I I hope people like it because yep. it's very different than competition. It is, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Though, com- you know, and you you've been around a bit of competition. It's not competition barbecue isn't something you can eat a whole bunch of, right? Uh, it's so packed for that one bite. Uh, it's just not. Not a, it's not a meal, right? You to eat a meal of competition brisket, you, you know, you couldn't do it. So, oh, I mean, yeah, I don't think we should. <laughs> I don't think anyone should eat as much barbecue and food as we all eat. Well, well sure, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but from a, you know, the richness of its standpoint, whereas uh, what you're doing is uh, far more consumable, I guess you could say. So. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit more. It's well, yeah. there's no sh- sugar in it. There's exactly. no heavy tomato salt. in it. There's the yeah, there's no everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for that one again. There'll yeah. be a few pop ups to to look forward to this this summer, whether That's it's fun. the fireworks stuff or the barbecue stuff. Again, yeah. the reason that I took the three or the one and turned it into three mm-hmm. is I just wanted to really convey a consistent message between the three. So with Pitt County barbecue, I wanted it to stay barbecue, yeah. um, to Pitt County Metalworks, I wanted it to stay metalworks yep. and to, uh, Pitt County fireworks. I just wanted it to be, if I'm doing higher end dining, if I'm doing different types of live fire cooking, yeah. I want it to be that where it's not, uh, kerfuffle of mm-hmm. one company yeah. or one page. Yeah. Where, where's the pig, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Man. So it's all the fun games you got to play these days. For sure. Uh, let folks know where they can find you. Uh, the best place is always Instagram. Yep. Um, if not Instagram, uh, pitcountybarbecue.com, pitcountyfireworks.com, pitcountymetalworks.com. 
Um, if you have any catering requests, if you have any fabrication requests, don't hesitate to reach out, whether it's Instagram, email, otherwise. Um, the best thing that we can all do is cook and cook more. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you, when you're cooking at home, what are you cooking on uh, most, uh, most often? Uh, lately it's been, I pulled out the Weber. Ah, nice. I got, um, I got some charcoal, um, from Joe and Jess yep. on, uh, Motley Q there. Yep. And I've been really, really happy with it. So I appreciate the recommendation from them. They know what they're doing really, yeah, really well. They do. Yep. So lately it's been, yeah, the Weber, whether it's chicken, sausage, uh, steaks last night, yep. some vegetables tonight. It's uh, just getting back into that charcoal cooking. Awesome, man. Wicked. Peter, thanks so much for doing this, uh, for your support of the show. I appreciate it and uh, love to hearing what's, uh, what's going on, what you've been doing and what is coming. It's uh, exciting things ahead, I think, so that's awesome. Yeah, I hope so. And as always, thank you for your time, and I uh, appreciate being able to support what you're what you're doing. So, thank you, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Cheers. You are listening to Canada's longest running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news. Brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly, Troy, and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. Visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca, that's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Well, folks, we have hit the quiet time of year as far as barbecue happenings go, but I'll see what I can cobble together for you this week. We do have a little bit of competition news here in Alberta. Edmonton's Porkapalooza Barbecue Festival is undergoing a name change for 2023 and will be known going forward as Embers and Ice Pitmaster Championship. The event will be held at the Half Moon Lake Resort once again on May 27th and 28th. Registration opens at 9 a.m. on February the 1st. In a little podcast news, one of the barbecue shows that inspired me to start this show, Tales from the Pits, just wrapped up their third season with last week's episode. Brian and Andrew had a great year with plenty of travels around Texas and beyond, including a couple of trips out to the Carolinas for some whole hog and a bourbon trip to Kentucky. Another barbecue podcast I really enjoy is the I Crush Barbecue Show. Host Abe Delgado was recently down in Monterey, Mexico for the Monterey Barbecue Fest and published an episode with some of the folks that were there vending and competing, including an appearance from Calgary's own Janice Smella of Smella Q. Two of the podcasts in my regular rotation, which also happen to be the top two barbecue podcasts out there today, How to Barbecue Right with Malcolm Reed and The Barbecue Central Show, didn't publish episodes this week. So if these are shows that you are also uh, regularly listening to, give some of the other podcasts out there a listen, like Tales from the Pits or I Crush Barbecue. 
folks, I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints in Alberta and get on out there and give them a little support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.